When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth Shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make Shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply. Jenna Jacoby is presented by Allstate. Get protected from mayhem this year when you switch and save with Allstate. Here's Jalen Rose. I'm David Jacoby. We are Jalen and Jacoby. What, up, what is it that we do? We get a people. What they want. Jalen Rose, we saw your Detroit Pistons beat the Warriors last night. They hosted the Bucks, and it was down to the wire. It was our guy, Beef Stew, getting a bucket, and then that bucket was responded to by Drew Holiday. The Pistons went down. We'll talk about them in a second, but let's talk about the Bucks. The Bucks are 6-0, and still without Middleton. And they are cruising through the league right now. Have this early results changed the way you feel about them in the Eastern Conference? Not at all. Going into the year, whether it's betting odds or people predicting, everyone pretty much feels like the Bucs have what it takes to not only make the conference finals, but legitimately win the conference, if not win at all. Last year, when they lost to the Celtics in the playoffs, Middleton wasn't there. And that was still an airtight series. They mm-hmm. still have Giannis, the best player in the league, who's basically been dominant uh, uh, like no other. But I want to talk about Lopez in particular. The way he reinvented himself as a player is truly phenomenal from a guy that played with his back to the basket and was a post-up guy to somebody who can now play facing, shoot the threes, still giving you nine boards, Bobby, Bobby Portis, still playing with effort and productivity. But the guy who makes the difference that gets underrated and probably the best player on the best team that nobody ever talks about, Drew Holiday. And you know I get so excited about his game. Even last year I was like, Jacoby, ain't he top 25? Ain't he top 30? Like, Because here's the deal. Defense is at a premium when he performs. Yep. He's a really good playmaker, gets you assists, and he makes clutch baskets like he had hit a huge three in the game yesterday. And Drew Holiday not just performs on the offensive side, but like you mentioned, he plays really good defense, and he's always guarding the other team's best player. Like, most of the time, he is guarding the other team's best player, and he's running the offense. Last night, he had 10 assists to go along with that defense that he was playing against the best players. And the Bucks have jumped out to a 6-0 start. They're the class of the Eastern Conference, a team that I thought would challenge the Bucks in the Eastern Conference, a team that I thought was finally going to put it together after years and years uh, of, of just dysfunction and I can't believe I believed that Ben Simmons was going to fit in with the Nets I can't believe that I thought that the Kevin Durant trade request was going to be a thing of the past the Nets did get a win yesterday without Ben Simmons but they are 2-5 and five, and they're searching for answers Jalen Rose what did you think about their win yesterday and their slow start to the season 
The teacher said it is not about a salary, it's all about reality. So here's the deal for the Nets this year, Jacoby. KD and Kyrie still playing heavy minutes. Kyrie played over 40, KD high 30s. When they're out there on the floor, they're gonna dazzle you offensively. They're gonna have their poor shooting nights, but these are two elite, fantastic players and scores. But as I look deeper into the box score, and you just mentioned the Bucks, who embody team and effort and toughness and have great coaching and have built a championship caliber culture because they just recently won it. As I now watch the Nets, your prediction about them doing well and Ben Simmons fitting in ain't even the number one issue that they have. The no. number one issue that they have, Jacoby, is this collection ain't winning the championship with the Nets. I'm already, I'm ready to say it. It's it, not gonna be able to do it because when distractions become something that are so paramount, like last year for Kyrie, it was his choice not to get vaccinated. I respect that. I didn't. I didn't. Um, I, I, we thought the rule, the way it was implemented, was bogus. But it just so happened that he lives in New York City. Unfortunately, that became something that helped derail their season last year. Helped lead to James Harden being traded. Helped lead to them acquiring Ben Simmons, who now you can see. The Sixers clearly won that trade. Okay, ski mask and gloves. You get James Harden and his 17 assists and Philly winning without Joel Embiid and Ben Simmons who's already missing games for the Nets. Let me just tell you something. I don't care what the predictions look like. They ain't winning. No. There's too many distract. They are not winning. They're not Enough. winning the East. They're not going to win a championship. And so they're they going to have to do a lot of soul searching, understanding that Kyrie has an opportunity to be a free agent and KD still has years on this deal. This, this, this ain't going nowhere. And then the latest is that Kyrie Irving got himself in social media and supported some film that had some anti-Semitism sort of undertones, and that's just bad. As you saw, there's a group of fans in the front row at home wearing fight anti-Semitism t-shirts. It's just distraction after distraction, dysfunction after dysfunction, and when I saw that Kevin Durant sort of rescinded his trade offer, and I looked at the roster on paper, you got added TJ Warren, you're returning Joe Harris, you'll return Seth Curry, like that just looked so good to me, but then when you watch the actual product there was on some the games. screen, not on paper, it is not looking good in Brooklyn yeah. and Jalen. They'll win some games. I like young Claxton. I believe he had 19 and 9. Like they have talent. But this is a team sport and chemistry and camaraderie and limiting distractions are a major thing. And they have not been able to do so. And so based on that, that's why I believe they're not a legitimate team for me to choose to win the conference. I can't believe I fell for it again. I cannot believe. I, you know what? You know what I, what's even more surprising that I fell for it again is that I still kind of feel like they're going to be a very tough out in a playoff series and it could make some noise. But let's move on to a team that no one expected to make noise. Let's not forget, the Utah Jazz traded Rudy Gobert, Donovan Mitchell, and Bogdanovich. But guess what? They keep winning games. Jalen, 
Danny Ainge was basically brought in to tank for Wimbanyama. <laughs> and look at him now looking at the head coach, Will Hardy, like, what are we doing here? What are we doing? They are now 6-2. They won last night against the Grizzlies. They keep winning games, Jalen. We got the Jazz. We got the Jazz. And shout out to my guy, Jordan Clarkson. It ain't too many times I go to the mailbox and people are sending me stuff. Mm. You know what I'm saying? I appreciate that. Thank you for the, the gear. Now, let me just talk about what happens in a dynamic with veterans on a team that clearly want Victor Wimanyama because everybody should. You're playing for your next opportunity. So Lori Markkinen has a chance to reinvent himself. He looks good. He had 31 and 11. He looked good. He was balling. He, he's been good all season. Beasley, a veteran, reinventing himself. Mike Conley, like, hey, you know, I would love to be on a contender. And so what happens is they're going to play with effort, really getting, getting really good coaching. I'm glad we showed Danny Ainge not necessarily looking enthusiastic <laughs> about the start of the season. But trust me, as the season progresses and they start to make moves, the Utah Jazz will get closer and closer to the top pick based on their overall record this season. It has been a good story, but something tells me that the story is not going to have a happy ending unless it ends with a gentleman by the name of Victor Winyama being drafted. Jalen, it is time for some very important news that matters. At the Texas A&M game, there was a varmint, there was a rodent, there was a possum in the stadium, and a fan just does this. Jalen, what would you do if there was a possum behind your chair? I know you wouldn't be doing this. I'm scared of rodents and possums and wildlife. So I would have ran and screamed as loud as possible, sort of like, ah! Something like that. I would not. And by the way, is it cultural or regional for somebody to go and pick up a possum by the tail? With how do you even know to take it by the tail in the first place? Attitude? Like, how do you even know that that's how you hold a possum? I didn't know that's how you hold a possum. I'm not grabbing that thing by the tail. He looks so comfortable. He looks like he has done this before. <laughs> like, how many possums has this man handled in his life? Like, he is, he is definitely, definitely more comfortable around possums than I would be. Because you know what I'm doing? I'm screaming and I'm calling security. I'm getting the authorities involved. I'm not handling that myself. There's going to be professional possum handlers involved. Who knows? Maybe that man is a profession, yes. po professional possum handler. But one time, there was a possum on my front porch eating some trash of mine. And he was just staring right at me. I tried to scare him. And he just looked at me like, what are you going to do? And just continued to just munch right on my front porch. So... Clearly, I don't know how to handle a possum crisis. Jalen Rose, you mentioned it earlier. The 76ers got a win without MVP candidate Joel Embiid. It was that man, Maxi, getting some buckets. We'll discuss that right after this. Jalen and Jacoby is brought to you by Pizza Hut. No one out pizzas the hut.
Coming to you live from the Seaport and brought to you by Grey Goose. Welcome back to Jalen and Jacoby. Jalen Rose, you know I'm a die easy supporter, right? And I was a big Jacoby <laughs> Brissett supporter based on his first name. However, I got off of that once he started throwing turnovers at the end of games. But I'm back in. Jacoby Brissett looked great yesterday on Monday Night Football against the Bengals. And I'm starting to think, are we sure Deshaun Watson is better right now than Jacoby Brissett? I'm being dead serious. I haven't seen Deshaun Watson throw a pass since like before the pandemic. Like Jacoby looked good last night and the Browns looked good on both sides of the ball. Well, let me answer your question, your second question first. Deshaun Watson, like Kyrie Irving in a lot of ways because of his own challenges, is gonna also present a distraction. And it's going to be important for him to navigate that, the team to navigate that as they continue to try to win football games and achieve their goals. With that being said, Jacoby Brissett, he did something smart. He got the ball to his playmakers. He got it to Amari Cooper. Yeah, and got it to Nick Chubb. And while they're still trying to figure out what they're going to do with Kareem Hunt, they still fed him enough. For me to win in fantasy. <laughs> yeah, I appreciate you, Kareem. Well, and it seems honestly, like Nick Chubb Kareem is a Hunt, beast. Kareem Hunt has figured out what they wanted, what he wants the Browns to do with Kareem Hunt. He has requested a trade. The deadline is, is just seconds away, but I don't know if they're going to trade him because I think Chubb and Hunt is a great tandem in the backfield, and there aren't too many teams that just go with one running back right now. Well said. I definitely agree. Hunt's going to be a free agent. That's what makes it all so tricky. But let me celebrate Nick Chubb, who when you start talking about great backs over the last handful of years, you put his numbers up there with anybody. And that dynamic takes so much pressure off of the quarterback. Mm -hmm. It takes so much pressure off of your guy, Jacoby. And so it was great to see him perform like that. But what's up with the Bengals? and their inability to still protect Joe Burrow. It's wild. What's like, up with that? Everyone says, oh, well, Jamar Chase isn't in the game. Jamar Chase is in the game. So why do you give up 32 points to the Browns? Last time I checked, Jamar Chase did not play defense. <laughs> Jamar Chase does not protect the quarterback, and that is a problem that's been a problem for this team ever since they drafted Joe Burrow, and it reared its ugly head again yesterday, Mr. Rose. Well, you know something that's a problem that's going to continue to be a problem is Miles Garrett. Mm. You saw the deflection that led to the intercession. What about the spin move on the inside? Got the quarterback sack in 2.6 seconds. And when they were doing the greatest NFL players rankings, he was like, I should be number one. And I ain't gonna lie, when I was looking at the game yesterday, <laughs> and you don't need to have glasses this size to see, like he, was, he looked stronger and faster than everybody out there. So I, 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 so I, I want to make sure I give him props for the way he was getting to the quarterback. Yeah, and I do, I do have some serious concerns about this Bengals team. He's fresh off the Super Bowl. They're not sneaking up on anybody this year. And so far this year, they have not been particularly impressive. Jalen, in Philadelphia, no Joel Embiid, no problem for the Sixers. They win their third straight. They beat the Wizards. 
Harden had 17 assists in this one, and Maxi was the recipient of a lot of those. What do you think about James Harden back to being sort of maestro, sort of like controlling the offense? So there's a way and a style that you're going to use with Embiid because he's so very dominant, led the league in scoring, had more 40 and 10 games than anyone last year. But was that season and the games that he played more of a function of what's going to happen in the future? Or do you have to manage your team understanding that he may miss at least 20 games a year? And if the latter is true, then James Harden and Maxi, the way they played and the style that they were able to employ yesterday without MB opens up the floor. Harden's now looking to be the the not only the scorer but the distributor. Maxi now becomes a, a, a legit first recipient in a lot of ways of the offense when Harden gives up the ball. And now Harden has an open floor. See, one thing about playing with a dominant post guy like Joel Embiid. He's going to be an anchor on that block and on that wing. And mm -hmm. so now to spread the floor, open the floor, it was good to see Harden perform the way he did. I love Maxi and how he's matured as a player. His quickness, his shooting, his ability to play through contact. Like, the sky's the limit for how good he's going to become. And they certainly played well without Joel Embiid. We hope Joel Embiid gets healthy as soon as possible. And... Another team that we've been discussing a lot this offseason because of how good they could potentially be. When you look at the roster, the depth of the Clippers, they are just so deep and they have so many quality players. However, Kawhi Leonard still can't stay on the court. But it was yesterday, his mate PG hitting this baseline shot to give the Clips the win over the Rockets. Jalen Rose... Great job by Paul George. However, I, for one, as a big NBA fan, am very concerned about the health and availability of Kawhi Leonard. I am very concerned about this. I want to talk about this clip for a second. Can I just say three words? Mm -hmm. Free Aaron Gordon. Like, I I've been that vet on a team where young guys are trying to figure it out. I saw them arguing in the huddle the other day. He just looked at them like, seriously, yeah. Look at that against Paul George. Run that again. Like, he's literally one-on-one. -on -one. Paul, that's great D. Working hard. That's working really hard. good D. Pushed him off the spot. That's mm -hmm. a hard shot. How about helping the guy? How, can a fella get some help? <laughs> like, that, that's <laughs> all I'm saying. That, for, you know, I felt, look at Eric He bodied him. Cut off his first move. Those, he's in the chest. Cut off the second yeah. move. <laughs> fought through the push-off. Got the contest. But, but in all honesty, um... The Clippers, as you know, clearly can't win a championship if Kawhi isn't healthy. And for him to already be missing chunks of games after missing last season, those knees are still giving him major issues. And obviously, if he's not able to play at his, you know, dominant level, it's going to be unfortunate for the Clippers who put together a really good roster. Yeah, I mean, it's one thing to load manage. We all know that's part of the Kawhi Leonard experience. It's something else when he's not traveling with the team, when he's leaving road trips to get treatment. He's only played in two of the seven games for the Clippers so thus far this season. And I love watching a healthy, dominant Kawhi Leonard, and I hope we will get to see that soon. And coming up very soon, we will be right back after this very short break. You're watching Jalen Chicago. Give the people what they want.
Another Wednesday night, another doubleheader on ESPN, starting with the Celtics and the Cavs at 7.30, and then in the nightcap, it is a good one. It is Ja Morant and the Grizzlies going up against the surprising Portland Trailblazers. Welcome back to Jalen and Jacoby. Jalen Rose, months and months ago, you said that every single day on this program, we're going to recognize another day that Brittany Griner is still detained in Russia, and I never thought we would still be doing it at this point. This is sad, Jacoby, because I agree. And now that it's 257 days, and reading about the conditions that she's currently in and or will be in, it's just disheartening. So we here at Jalen and Jacoby just wish her a speedy, safe return to the United States. Uh, Jalen, we've been discussing this for years, but seemingly more and more, especially the last few months, is the role of violence in hip hop. And again, it reared its ugly head in Houston where we lost Takeoff, a member of the Migos. Jalen, what is your reaction, not just to this, but this rash of violence that we've seen throughout the hip hop community? I just want to say rest in peace. Um, send prayers and condolences to his family, his friends, his loved ones, his fans. And to his uncle, Quavo. They both were on our show recently promoting their album. He was present when it took place. And it's just disheartening. And so to, to hear about the incident, to understand basically the premise of what took place, um, it, and it's always unfortunate too to see like the video clips on social media that are that, that come off rude because you know somebody clearly has been shot and they're fighting for their life and you know somebody's pulling out the camera to record it that just that that just disheartening I'm pretty sure for everybody that that loves him so dearly he puts so much into his craft. That group, the Migos, put so much on for the culture. So many people have followed them as artists and producers and things of that nature. So it, it's definitely a sad day. So rest in peace. Rest in peace to take off. Our thoughts and prayers go out to all of his friends, family, and fans. Jalen, we'll be back tomorrow with another show. And who is going to join us tomorrow? Washington Wizards own Kyle Kuzma joins Jalen and Jacoby tomorrow. Appreciate the love. Thank you. You are far too kind. We always say we give the people what they want. Part of that is doing podcast exclusive content for our podcast listeners. I just saw a headline from the New York Times, and I can't wait to ask you about this, Mr. Rose. Do you brush your teeth before or after breakfast? Huh. I never before. considered this. I always brush my teeth like immediately because that funk in my mouth, I need to get out. You know what I mean? Like I just need that funk feeling out of my mouth. But if you really consider it, you might be better off eating breakfast and then brushing your teeth. Well, here, th this is one of those things like, should you wash your hands before or after you use the bathroom? Mm-hmm. People can make the same exact argument. When you walk into the bathroom, there's an argument after you've been touching so many things, touching doors, shaking hands, kissing babies, and all of that. Before you actually go use the bathroom, that could be a time that you should use the bathroom 
versus after you use the bathroom, when I guess I'll, I'll say you just have had less interaction with others. Mm. Um, in this case, you don't always have breakfast, but you should always brush your teeth. I'm not gonna act like I go through the day and brush my teeth like four or five times after no. I eat. No, I'm not, I'm, not a, I'm not a brush my teeth at the office guy. You know that guy always brushes after lunch. Shout out to that guy. <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. And so maybe it could get up to twice in a day depending on what's happening. You know what I'm saying? I get, but for the most part, I would say before. I always brush right before bed and right when I wake up because I just hate the funk. You know what I mean? I hate the mouth funk. Now, twice. there's been... There's been a That's lot of discussion about me going to bed after playing rec league basketball games, but there's nothing worse than this feeling. <laughs> Waking up, getting out of bed, brushing your teeth, taking care of the kids or whatever, and then getting back into bed with your wife and then have your wife say, you should brush your teeth when you already have done it. That, that's, <laughs> that, hurts. that hurts every time, every single time. I mean, she's like, oh, you gotta brush your teeth. I'm, I'm thinking in the back of my head, I'm like, I just brushed five minutes ago. Also, another thing, life-changing, life-changing thing I've got now, and I want to know what your thoughts are. You might travel too much for this. Electric toothbrush. You got an electric toothbrush? Love them. Love em. electric Absolutely. toothbrushes. Love, Love electric it. toothbrushes. Guess what? Love it. My electric toothbrush Guns, wasn't charged. Tongue, my ele my electric for toothbrush my wasn't, wasn't, char wasn't charged this morning. Guess what? Turns into a regular toothbrush. No problem. No problem. It's not charged. Guess what? Now it's just a toothbrush. And I got something else that my dentist shot to Butch, my friend from college who's my dentist. You know what else I got? Water pick. What you know about the water pick lifestyle? <laughs> Little Water squirt, pit. squirt. Yeah, squirt, squirt, post brush. My dentist goes like this. He goes, brush your teeth and then use the water pick and see how much stuff is in your teeth after you're done brushing that you can get out with the water pick. And they're expensive. You know what I mean? This is, this is, they, this isn't for everybody. You know, because these things can run you eighty dollars. But I definitely, definitely support the water pick lifestyle and the, the there's as many brushes as you can lifestyle. And we always say we give the people what they want. Part I got, of that I, is, I, wanna, I got a follow-up question. Okay, go ahead. I, I, because I'm pretty sure each of us have been in this situation. I, I got to ask a sleeping with somebody type of question as it relates to brushing your teeth. Don't get fired. So you said, I, I'm not, you said that when you got back in the bed, your wife told you to brush your teeth, which mm -hmm. I'm pretty sure every guy's been told that by a significant other or somebody he's in the bed with, right? Mm -hmm. But I have to ask you a controversial question. Oh no. So that's when you went to bed. But what about in the middle of the night and early morning, when you rolling over and you trying to hug, you're trying to kiss, you may be trying to, you know, get some attention before the kids wake up. You're okay. not gonna brush your teeth at no. three, four, five in the morning before that no. interaction. No, I am not. But I'm gonna be cognizant of the fact that perhaps, maybe not too much open mouth making out for this particular dalliance. You know what I mean? <laughs> gotcha. Like maybe, 
Gotcha. I'll, I'll, I'll kiss the gotcha. shoulder. You know what I mean? Maybe not too much mouth-to-mouth gotcha, -mouth gotcha. resuscitation for right. this particular episode than normal. I'm always cognizant of that. Always cognizant of that. You got. You gotta be. You gotta oh, oh, be. So, so I got. I got. So 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 that that that's what you do. You 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 master in spooning 101. Mm -hmm. Gotcha. Yeah, I got a bachelor's degree in spooning 101. Sure, sure do. <laughs> I sure do. We always say we get the people that want. Part of that is doing podcast exclusive content and having great guests. Tomorrow we have Kyle Kuzma of the Washington Wizards, a certified bucket. He's gonna come on and join us. And we always want to hear from you, our listeners. If you call 985-80-JALEN, you can leave us a voicemail. We have time for one voicemail today. Let's see what it is. Uncle Jalen, Uncle Jacoby, what up, y'all? I need some advice. Shout out Reg the Ledge. I, uh, I'm the younger brother, and I was just at my brother's house for my niece's birthday party. We got into a little argument. Over nothing, I didn't realize we were arguing, really. And then when I go up to go say bye to his uh, son, my niece and nephew, and uh, he says every time I come over there, I tick him the blank off. Okay, that's fine. We leave. The next day, he says how he doesn't want to talk to me no more. He doesn't want to talk to none of the siblings for a while until he's ready to talk to us. Thing is, I'm planning a wedding next October. I was going to have him as my groomsman. Is it petty if I uh, leave him out of the wedding? I'll still invite him, but he's not going to be a groomsman. Is that petty? Let me know. Medicinal, as always, keep getting them checks. Peace. Okay. See, that just took a turn. You know what I mean? Thank you for the siblings call. Appreciate are gonna the fight. love. It's going to happen. You're going to bicker with your siblings. The people closest to you are the people that you bicker with the most, right? However, you got to keep him in the wedding. I mean, that's your brother. You know what I mean? And you, you want him alongside you during the big day. And what you don't want to do is have a small period of tension between you and your brother ruin what is going to be a lifetime of, of brotherhood. So don't, I think it is petty. I think he stays in the wedding and I do not think you will regret it. The chance of you regretting him not being in the wedding is much higher than the chances of you regretting him being in the wedding. Does that make sense? Yes, but, but also, um, I'm not going to give a fairy tale answer. And we do know in certain family dynamics, think about it, in my family dynamic, I never met my father. There are people that don't get along with their parents. There are people that don't get along with their siblings, their cousins, their mm. uncles. And, and, and those relationships vary. And to be honest with you, Styles P once said something that was extremely profound, the incredible, um, the, the incredible Styles P of the locks, the philosopher. He said, blood's thicker than water only in certain cases. You need water to live. You learn that in the basics. Mm. And sadly, there is a time where people who aren't related to you treat you better than the people who are related to you. Mm. So then what do you do? Because the guys of we're just family, 
doesn't excuse you to treat me any certain way like I'm not a human being. So in other words, if we do have the same last name, I should let you treat me, disrespect me any type of way and find a way to get over it and forgive you. But if we don't have the last name, what do you do as you progress in life? There are certain people that you have relationships with for a period of time. Might be friends for a year, might be friends for two years. Might, hey man, get off the phone, man. Why am I trying to tell a serious story? You I'm listening to the whole thing. I'm listening to the whole thing. We're supposed to be having a, a, a conversation. I'm literally okay. trying to, I literally keep, keep trying to feel why you on the phone, but you literally on the phone the whole time. Okay, continue, Mr. Come Rose. On, blood, blood is thicker than water. You, so, you did the, the, the line. I'm listening to the whole thing. What did I say? People with your last name sometimes treat you worse than people that don't have your last name. I'm listening. I'm here. Lockstep. Correct. And, and so what, I, what I'll say to you is don't let somebody treat you like crap just because they're your brother or your relative. Because a lot of times those relationships foster how you treat other people. And one thing that I expect is for people to treat me as I treat them. And if they don't, then our relationship changes because I want to be a positive vessel. So it depends on what he did, what y'all beefing about, and what y'all relationship was already. Were y'all really cl cl Were y'all really cool and close before this? Or are y'all siblings that just never really got along? Because you said something at the end that kind of answered the question for me. You said that you wasn't going to have him be a groomsman anyway. So if you wasn't going to have your brother be a groomsman, that means that they're not cool like that anyway. Is that fair to say? Well, I believe, he, I believe he was planning on having his brother be a groomsman, but there's something else that he said in the voicemail, which I also think is telling, is that his brother said, every time you come over, you tick me off. So it ain't like this is a one-off. You know what I mean? It seems like they have a habit of going back and forth. They have a hat. They have a habit of getting into it, and they're that type of, of sibling relationship, which doesn't necessarily indicate not close or close, but it does seem like they go back and forth a lot. But I'm standing with my. You should have him as a groomsman because you won't regret it. You will not regret it. It's your brother. It's your brother. I'm saying that if you and him are close, obviously your brothers. I would say definitely still have him be a groomsman because don't double down on dysfunction or petty. Try to do what you can to break generational curses. So you wanna look back at those pictures, win, lose, or draw, and hope that your brother's a part of it. Good luck and keep us posted. For the podcast listeners, I just want everyone to know that Jalen Rose is wearing a great throwback Barry Sanders Lions jersey right now. That, is, that looks expensive, that looks good. That is, that is great. Good for you, Jalen Rose. You. you are a diehard fan. Can I tell you fan. something? Yeah. I actually, I actually got this jersey to wear to the live show, and I knew he was going to be on with us. And I can't front. I was like, I'm going to be on the field. I'm going to be shaking hands, kissing babies. I'm going to be working. It's going to be a long day. Like, I ain't wearing it that day. I'm going to save it and wear it another day. Yeah. <laughs> well, you had the you had the Axel Foley so, Beverly Hills cop jacket on, which looked so good. I was very jealous of that coat. 
Thank you so much once again, Mr. Rose, for yeah, hosting me in a wonderful weekend in Detroit. I really appreciate you. You know what I mean? We will be back with another dope pod to step two tomorrow. Got to give the